You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good morning to you. Five minutes past seven. Another week, another Monday getting kicked off. Most certainly is. Good morning to you, Bayside, Greater Bayside. Hope you're doing well. How are you, buddy? I'm very good, buddy. How are you? Couldn't be any better for a Monday. Oh, look, I tell you what, it's a good Monday, guys. Feeling spectacular. Who's just racing around their 25k as we speak? <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, what are your plans for the week? And she's like, you know what? I'm going to personally walk my entire 25k and make the most of it. That's good. Yeah. You can exercise endless amounts. Yeah. You know. Seize the day, guys. It's a good week. It's Pretty going to much. be a very good week. It's got me all choked up. This is the brekkie banger. Meet me halfway by the Black Eyed Peas. Carl and Catherine waking you up on a Monday, getting your week started. It most certainly is. And also, a big good morning to our trusty producer, Jack, as well. We never actually give him a formal greeting on the show, but he is here, already copying it from you, Bianco. Oh, I would never. Never throw anything on him this early. No, you'd never give him food with chilli in it at 7... What is it? 7.09? No, 7.10? I actually was very kind and decided to offer Jack a little sweet to accompany his cough effort. Yeah, it's not chilli sweats it's got. It's the radio sweats. It was a dark chocolate biscuit that contained chilli. Yikes. Just to get the metabolism going in Jack this morning because I feel like he really needed it. <laughs> Anyway, let's catch up on what happened. Let's do it, hey? Across the last couple of days while we were absent. Now, we're going to change it up a little bit this week. I need to know about your weekend first, because you've had a big weekend. Yeah, it hasn't been small. It's fair to say. Um, I just want to make a huge announcement in saying that it feels really good to still be alive because I genuinely thought I'd jinxed your team on Friday. Thankfully, I don't have to hand in my resignation today. I kid you not, on Friday he said, if we lose, I'm out. I was going to blame you because you jinxed us. I'm talking about the Richmond Tigers, who I happen to be a large supporter of. No. In the qualifying final, you said... Ah, Tigers, nah, I don't want to talk about it. They're not going to win, blah, blah, blah. You hung it on me and they lost to Brisbane. Yeah. And I blamed you. But this time I said good luck and it worked. No, you just I just said I don't want to talk about it and then you decided to talk about it and we happened to win and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, well, I'm pretty shattered because you were telling me a family member on the socials had some great footage of you watching the game, which I think Jack and I should have access to. I wish we could put it on our socials, but unfortunately it involves some fruity language and... I would rather not uh, put it online on our socials. Fair enough. So, obviously, big week ahead for you. But how was the rest of your weekend once you got over that? Look, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. It's Caulfield Cup, Cup Day mm-hmm. on Saturday. Gupa Cup. Gup. Cup Day. Just, you know, kept my eye on that to see how it was out of curiosity, given the circumstances yeah. we find ourselves in. And Sydney were making a big ruckus, as usual, because they have some race called the Everest, which the Everest. has only been around for like four years, as opposed to the Caulfield Cup, which has been around for, a, what, a century? Okay, okay. Anyway, nice to know you're doing so well, Sydney. <laughs> Crowds and all. I know. How weird was it to see people not wear face masks? Like, what is that world? I don't Crazy. know. Crazy. I don't know. No, well, I had a very 2020 sort of weekend where I Did went you? in on Friday having a really good plan of what was happening. I was going to catch up with a friend on um, Saturday morning. It was going to be great. And then 
2020 sort of happened and just completely changed the tone already. Oh, that's a shame. Had to work on Saturday, which was interesting. What? Like, as in remote work. Was this like the return to the shoe store? No, it wasn't the return to the shoe oh. store. That's It's coming, though. Hey, all these restrictions easing. Amazing. A highly anticipated return for one Catherine Powell you've at got one the, shoe um, store. Yeah, you've got the glitter cannons ready for me, yeah? No, I don't. I'm going to have to start, like, practicing my best responses to Karen's. Get myself up and ready. It's like the Olympics, you know, when they've sort of they're off season and then they've come back to training. That's where I'm at. Got to get ready. Good by you. Yeah, but other than that, really chill weekend. Yeah. But how good the fact that you can see more people now, like 25k, a lot more people within 25k of me. Pretty than good. Five. Anytime exercise as well. There's no limits and there's no curfew like there once was. I know. But, you know, still play it safe. Wear the masks like we're encouraged to do. Do the you right thing. You can only wear a proper fitted mask now. You can't wear a shield of any sorts. Only elbows, guys. No hugging or anything still. How long do you reckon we're going to be doing elbows for? For a little while longer. And in summer, please moisturise your elbows. That'll be disgusting. We speak of, like, you know, great events. And one of the greatest of all time in the football world happened last night. I it- speak of the Brownlow Medal. Yeah. It's a prestigious award. And there was a lot of hype surrounding this year's awards because nobody knew how it was going to be handled, given the Yeah, and it was all remote too. There was just screens everywhere. I didn't know where to look, to be honest, but it was a fantastic coverage. However, there's one part of the night uh, that I pay particular interest to, and that's when the Brownlow Medal is awarded to the best and fairest of the AFL. Which, you know, some would say is the key moment of the Brownlow Awards. Correct. getting the Brownlow but one thing people may not recognise about the Brownlow is the music that they choose to play right when the Brownlow medalist is awarded their medal. Okay. You know how they build it up and then all of a sudden you see the Brownlow medal being presented to the honourable winner? You hear this music. This is the exact track. And people are like, Carl... How do you know what that track is? Why is it that that sticks out to you? And why is it that the AFL have chosen this track? Well, I can inform you that the 2020 Brownlow Medal winner was, in fact, Lockie Neal. That's a bit loud. (laughs) And that theme that they used to present the Brownlow Medal winner with is actually the theme from the movie... The Untouchables. I was going to say it sounded like a film score. From one of my favourite composers of all time, Ennio Morricone, who you recall I did a fantastic tribute to a few months ago. You did. That is so random. Very, very random, but I just... I had to listen closely to it last night, and I was like, I know that theme from somewhere. Isn't that the most Aussie thing ever, though? They'd be like, right. Like, you think even just, like, I don't know much about footy, but even just the theme songs of certain clubs are based from other well-known tracks. But I just thought it was incredible and a little bit ironic that they used the Untouchables, a theme from the Untouchables by Ennio Mericone, as the theme they use when they award the Brownlow Medal to the most best and fairest of the AFL. That's amazing. Of all songs Um, they could use. I've got a question, because Shocker didn't watch it. Was the person who actually won it 
physically there or did they know they were winning the Brownlow and it was in their house somewhere and then it was just presented? So the Brownlow medal was on like a little platform and he had to pull it off the platform and put it on himself. Ah, okay. It wasn't the previous winner because the previous winner was Nat Fife and he was over in Western Australia. So he just said a few words via satellite. It was just, it was really remarkable how they did it. Give credit to him. But the point of that little thing, whilst we recognise Lockie Neal who did win the Brownlow for the AFL, it was... Songs that they people fall into using for award ceremonies. It was just incredible. I thought that yeah. they used that theme of all themes, the Untouchables theme, to be the song they play in the background when somebody's awarded the best and fairest. That's amazing. But can we just say too, yeah, like love and thoughts to the winner of the Brownlow this year, who you know worked so hard and had to award himself the medal. Hits a bit differently, yeah. A little bit, but still remarkable, his efforts throughout the year. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience here as well because there was a time, guys, when I was school captain and my teacher thought that would stitch me up and make me present an award to myself. And it's not it's not as fun. Yeah, and that award was only just your pen license. Never got it. Got- no, I did. I swear I did. That explains Very a lot. late, though. If very, very it, late. If you didn't get yours, that explains a lot. <laughs> anyway. 22 minutes. It was only because I didn't sharpen my pencils that I got my pen license. <laughs> it's 22 minutes past seven. We're talking about fashion. <laughs> now, a couple of weeks ago, I brought to you, Bayside, the hot new denim trend of the season, which, of course, is grass stains all over your jeans. And, of course, everyone's gone out, rolled on their front lawn, and they've achieved that look. I know Bianco has. And so we need to now talk. We've done the jeans. We now need to talk about accessories. And Bianco, I think we need to invest in this just for me personally. Why? The hottest new accessory for this season, according to many designers... Well, don't tell me. ...is the rubber chicken handbag. <laughs> Sorry yes, to you- any dog owners out there this morning that happen to have us on. Morning. Um, yeah, so literally I'm... A rubber chicken, which obviously... Fifi, wake up! (laughs) Pretty standard looking thing. Ugliest toy of all time. Someone has decided that there's some real high fashion potential in the rubber chicken. And so they've made themselves an over-the-shoulder sort of bag. So it looks like a loose shopping bag. But it's literally rubber chicken and it makes noise. So hang on a second, Bianca. I just happen to have one with me. I'm just going to go and pick up my phone from the bag. So I'm just going to rummage through my bag. Yep. Cool. Why do you have that in your bag? It is the bag. Oh, what? (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad my gags work. Um, anyway, rubber chicken handbag. It's the new thing, guys. And to be honest with you, I think that going into summer, it is the perfect thing. Because first of all, water resistant. You can take it to the beach. And second of all, it's a very big bag. You can fit everything in it. It just makes a little bit of noise. Oh, that's enough. Okay, I don't want to hear of it anymore. It's too loud for Monday. Oh. Well, there goes your Christmas present. What? How dare you? I've never been a fan of plastic chickens, rubber chickens. Me either. They freak me out. And I purposely, as a dog parent, never bought Norman a rubber chicken because no. they're just disgusting. Rubber burger or anything else, sure. Yeah. Rubber mm. chicken, never too far. Never a rubber chicken. Too far. Pifi's got a little squirrel type thing that you can squish, squeeze and do whatever you like with it. Okay. With your pet, you know, like dangle it, you know, have a bit of fun. Fifi likes to chew on it when she's stressed out. 
So you'll do like a psycho run. We call it the psycho run because she just runs around in yeah. circles. Like she's a very hyperactive dog for some dog of her age. Yep. Ten years old. I feel like the Oodle branded dogs are very hyperactive. Doesn't really matter what age. They're either yeah. they're either really lazy or they're really hyperactive. I think it depends on the mix. Personally, she's got a bit more of a toy poodle in her, we think. Ah. We don't know for sure. I would say she does. Anyway, i tell you what she is. She's absolutely fabulous, my dog. I think during these times, our mother's cooking has gotten better, personally. Look, I mean, we don't share a mother. Let's well, just make that clear. maybe let's just say homemade cooking. Sorry, I was very stereotypical there and said mother's cooking. Anyone's cooking. But homemade cooking. I feel like it's gone up a notch during these times. Not for any particular reason, but I just think maybe we're getting better produce. I don't know. This is something I've been a little sus of. I feel like it might be the case where sort of exporting a little less than what we usually yeah. do for obvious reasons. And I feel like maybe there's a bit more on offer because lesser sort of going to some places that would usually take a big chunk of it. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's one of those things where everyone has lent into a different sort of hobby during yeah. this time. Yeah. And like, for instance, I've got a friend who has always had an interest in cooking, mm. was going to pursue it as a career, changed her mind. But during this time, it's amazing. Like, she could make three things in one day and she puts it on the socials. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Oh, I think so as well. But the reason I bring this up is because I want to know what the most underrated homemade thing is that you've ever Ooh. eaten. Like, it could be it's just a sauce. It could mm-hmm. be Nan's Lemon Slice, which my Nan likes to make a lot oh, of the I time. Beautiful, always. Love Nan's Lemon Slice. Yeah. could be Nonna's Meatballs. My Nonna loves making great meatballs. I, I personally enjoy going and tasting them when I can. You know, yeah. during non-times that we find ourselves in, of course. I miss that. I know. But one that sticks out to me yes. that I've really started to get around lately is my Nan's relish, tomato relish. Relish, she makes. A, she has all these jars. Yeah. Don't ask me where she gets them. Probably from using all the spreads, you know. She loves her promite on her toast a lot of the time. Anyway, she feels, she makes her homemade relish and she finds a way to get it down to us. I love that. I love it. And, and, Aren't grandparents just the best? Particularly delicious when you put it with eggs and bacon on toast. It's just, there I don't know go. what it is. Even scrambled eggs, any kind of eggs with a bit of bacon. Yeah. Had it yesterday. You know, my Sunday breakfast was just made because I had Nan's homemade tomato relish. I was just like, holy moly, this is delicious. It's made my Sunday morning. It is exactly what I needed to add to my eggs and bacon. I love that. See, my mum, Jan, morning to her. Hi, Jan. She makes the like amazing cook. Jam? Jan makes the best jam? I don't think she's had a crack at jam, oh, actually. I imagine she'd be good at Gosh, it. Gosh, we could make so much money off that. Jan's jam. jam. It's good, isn't it? Well, I'm leaving. See ya. <laughs> I've got an empire to run. Yeah. Um, no, she's an amazing cook, and I wish I had that gene, but I just don't. But um, Jan is known in our family for two desserts at a like a function. At Christmas, she does shortbread, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get around that. But, can you provide some to us this year? Probably could, you I'd know. I'd love to try some of Jan's shortbread. It's amazing. Right. But she also does jelly cakes. Jelly cakes? Which are cupcakes. Yeah. Which you then dunk in jelly. Yeah. And then it's got coconut, which is really yum. Interesting. But then other foods as well. But my nan used to make the best roast potatoes of all time. It's I'm not like cool. a huge roast potato person. How would she do it? 
Look, I mean, there was a lot of butter and a lot of oil. So it wasn't the healthiest version. Greased up. Yeah, greased up. <laughs> yeah, that um, that potato was ready for summer. Oiled up and ready to go. It's a bit of summer loving. Yeah. But they were so good. Happened so I love the so fact fast. that you've still got your grandma's relish. <laughs> you totally missed out what I said there. I did. Anyway, yeah, tomato relish. It's a real winner. I was a little, you know, it took some time to grow on me, this relish. Over the years, I've sort of dabbled. I don't know how my mum does it, but she likes to just put butter and relish on a bit of toast. Oh, yeah. Tomato relish. I mean, good on it. I I can't do it personally, but it is a great sauce. Or it is Relish is a sauce, isn't it? Would you call it a sauce? Like a spread? S- it's so, a spread, yeah. Good condiment. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. What are you enjoying most? Homemade cooking. What's the best homemade meal you've ever had? I want to know, 0404 736, who stole your limelight? Now, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, Bianco, a couple in the US excitedly announced their engagement. And it kind of ended up, what would normally be a pretty big deal, getting engaged, kind of got overshone by a certain somebody who was in the background of the photos. (laughs) Now... I don't know whether this has become like a thing in recent years or people have always done this but kept it on the down low. I but think... when people get engaged these days, yeah. they hire photographers. They do. So that they can get the whole experience captured. If it's not a videographer doing pans and drone shots and crazy stuff, yeah. which normally would give it away mm. that you're getting engaged, um, people have photographers. So you've got the stills of people being surprised and stuff. Now, unfortunately for this poor guy who proposes to his girlfriend after being together, I think it was for five years or something like that, yeah. mid-proposal, he is on bended knee like pouring his heart out to his soon-to-be fiance, and Dwayne Wade, the NBA um, player, just walks straight in the background, and it's been captured on the photos from the photographer of this basketball player who, to be fair, I had to Google, but he's very, very well known, has his hand over his heart, like genuinely touched by this moment. As for the couple... All the photos are of them just realising who's behind them. Could not care less about their own engagement and their fangirling over this basketball player. Yeah. But I just thought there's so many occasions where either a celebrity has just stolen your moment. Like, the instant one I can think of is obviously the Kanye West, Taylor Swift moment yeah. from 2008 or something. Sure. But yeah, I want to know who stole your limelight. Doesn't have to be a basketball player. Yeah, that's a very good question. I feel like my limelight might have been stolen when I played the role of the wizard back in year six. <laughs> Hang on. That was a long time ago. I thought we clarified this. You did act one of the wizard. I did, part one, because is, I couldn't remember my lines. You couldn't remember your lines, but that's only a taste of the Wizard of Oz, Just really. Just a small taste, yeah. You don't get to hear the whole narrative of the wizard until the second act. I feel like I played the best part, though, because it was the part that probably truly reflects my personality. The aggressive side of the wizard came out. The demanding diva, yeah. Yeah. Kill the Wicked Witch of the West! You know what? I've actually never seen Bianco's face. He always broadcasts behind a sheet like the wizard. That's it. (laughs) For four years, you have not seen what I look like. I've never seen him. I don't even know if he's a real person. Jack actually comes in with the dry ice every Monday morning. I am a real person because I am the great, the wise, the wonderful... Nah. Nah, you've lost it. 
But yeah, I just thought that was amazing. I really did. Not that performance. The fact that someone's proposal got I'll hijacked. You, I'll give you a signature out in the little reception area. You're welcome. Hey, I've told you for ages, if you want to arrange headshots, we can absolutely get them done. That no way, one will want one. That way you know my identity, okay? I will prove to you that I'm a real person. All these years of not knowing what I look like, you'll be able to find out what I look like. Well, there you go. That'd be good social media content. <laughs> it's not hard to find out what I look like. And for the record, we're just having a little bit of a laugh. <laughs> of course, Kapow knows what I look like. I don't know. I have found out over the years of working with you that um, he used to love a bit of tinted moisturiser. Tinted? Yeah, you you said like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So technically, I haven't seen your real face. Actually, (laughs) do you want to hear a story about that? I would love to. So, mum gave me this tinted moisturiser, which was for two reasons. One, to moisturise my face, but two, to cover up pimples on my face. And you... I remember having this debate with you. You refused to accept it was makeup. Well, when it's called tinted moisturizer, I'm not calling it openly makeup. It is. I've got tinted moisturizer on my face right now. I don't use foundation. Well, why did my mum give me tinted moisturizer for? I went to an all boys school and I did get questioned whether or not I was wearing makeup. Because she thinks you're beautiful. But can I just say too, there is nothing wrong with guys wearing makeup. No. Some of my favorite, like. Makeup artists are guys. There, there's nothing wrong with it though. Being at an all boys school, when I did have a cry one day, because because <laughs> I failed, I failed a, a presentation narrowly, uh, and I might have got a little upset, and there may have been some tinted moisturiser on the on the white shirt, and I did get questions saying, Carl, what are you doing to yourself? Did you ever know that you're my hero? Legit. That's amazing. Well, you know, I just took, <laughs> took one for the team. I had a really uncomfortable rideshare experience yesterday. Oh, no. Very, very uncomfortable. Yep. Now, it's a common fact that a lot of these rideshare drivers drive for multiple companies because there's a few different ones out there. Anyway, I was in one for a said company that's just quite popular, and it was a very small car. Like a very, very small yep. car, like smaller than your car. And that says a lot. And I was trying to get comfortable, but I found it hard to even get into the thing. Yep. Because this driver had a shield, separate, like an installed like sort Smart. of cardboard shield yeah. to separate the driver from yep. the rider. And I found it really tough to get into the car. I, I managed to get in. I'm a big guy. I'm six foot five. So it was tough for me to get in. Anyway, it was like a clown going into a clown car. It actually was. In a weird scale, like I... With the tinted moisturiser and now the car, you're halfway there, my friend. Anyway, I've came up with a really great idea. I feel like, I'm not the only one that's thinking this, but I feel like the criteria for rideshare cars should include your height. Why? Because that way you know that you're going to get a comfortable car if you are above six foot four. But that already exists, mate. Does it though? You've just got to order a bigger car. That's why they've got the levels. Yeah, but when you order just, you know, the... General class, the average class rideshare car, you yeah. would expect to have enough comfort within it. I was, I was very, very uncomfortable. I was sending photos to Jack saying, Jack, can you believe this? This is how I am in this rideshare car today. And poor Jack is probably freaking out, being like, oh my gosh, like if this isn't done, it's like his Anne Hathaway moment and your Meryl Streep. Surely I am not the only one that has found themselves in a situation like this though. 0404 000 736. I'd love to hear from you. Do you agree? 
do you think the criteria needs to be changed? Do they need to accommodate for the tall and the short? Like, I, I don't know. Just a bit of balance there. Whatever your height or weight is, I feel like our rideshare drivers need to accommodate what? for us. So from now on, we test the BMI. Yeah, pretty much. There's a scale and you have to get on it. I wouldn't go that far. That's what You're putting words in my mouth now. Sure is. How's that transition? From a broken heart into motivational quotes for your Monday, it's Monday Motivate. It most certainly is. And hey, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is the part of the show where we draw inspiration upon the people that inspire us. Always. And we share some of their best quotes to get you ready for your working week. That's it. And this week, I've decided to go a little more philosophical than I have in the last few weeks. Oh, are you channeling... Sir David Attenborough. No. Oh. You know who I am? I have chosen. Who? The mentor of Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Her best friend. Deepak? No. I've already done him. Maya Angelou this week. Who? Oh, amazing. She's written many, many a book. Angel who? Angelou. Oh. So that's who I'm going for. You do a mishmash, don't you? Or yeah, have I you do. picked someone this week? No, 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 no one's set. Just can't commit. Anyway, it's fine. All right, I'm going to start with one of Maya's best ones. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with passion, some compassion, some humour, and some style. That's good. Hmm, I thought so. I think this one's better. (laughs) Okay. No one gets remembered for the things they didn't do. Like, I mean, self-explanatory, but um, powerful. I've learned that no matter what happens or how bad it seems today, life does go on and it will be better tomorrow. There's no such thing as spare time. There's no such thing as free time. There's no such thing as downtime. All you got is lifetime. Go. Do you want me to leave? Go. (laughs) I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. No one is you, and that is your power. Thank you. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that. All right, let's wrap this up with a real powerful one, okay? Okay. And this is when she got promoted to Dr. Maya Angelou, so you know this is important. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. Well, I'm going to one-up you again, because whilst I like that one... I feel like this one's just a little better. Look at you saying whilst. Well, you know, I feel very passionate about my Monday Motivate. All right, then. Let's do it. Whilst you underperform, I overperform. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. And this one, I will reveal the source. It was Margaret Thatcher. Oh, love it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's our Monday Motivate for you. Go forth, Bayside. Achieve... Cover all the 25k this week. Feel motivated. Yeah, tick off all the things on that list. And report back to us on Friday. That's a good call. Yeah. Just for you, Kipau. One of your favourites on a Monday. This is Blondie's tight as high. Not the version I asked for, but it's fine. Well, what version were you after? Was it the Atomic Kit version? Is that it? Oh, well, there you go. Better. Okay. You've won up me. I did a bit of brainstorming across the weekend. Well, that's never good. And I've brought this up before, how much I enjoy reading the posts of local community groups. Yes. So, 
I bring to you this morning a little segment that I would like to call Carl's Community Corner. Oh, and it's got a little music bit. Nice. It is. Bit of music for you. You're probably wondering why is the music necessary. It's because I like to be nice and upbeat about the things that I read from these community groups. Fair enough. And I have a story for you today from another one of these community groups. It's quite a good one. And it's one you've probably read in your local community group. I'm not even in one. Is that really bad by me? Probably. Yeah. Anyway, it goes a little like this. This is from one of the local community groups that I'm a part of. Yesterday, I was at a supermarket buying a large bag of dog food for my loyal pet, the Wonder Dog. I was at the checkout when a woman behind me asked if I had a dog. What? And I was like to myself, what do you think I have, an elephant? (laughs) Anyway, because I'm retired and have little to do on impulse, I said, no, I'm just on the dog food diet again. I added, I probably shouldn't because I ended up in hospital last time I went on this said diet and awakened in an intensive care ward. Okay. Okay, well... Look, I mean, considering the climate we're currently in, maybe not the best gag. Probably not. Anyway, it goes on. I told her it was essentially a perfect diet and that the way that it works is you load your pockets with these dog food pallets and simply eat one or two every time you feel hungry. The food is nutritionally complete, works well, and... I'm trying it again. This is what the person said. I have to mention here that practically everyone in line at this supermarket was really intrigued with my story. Horrified, this person said, if I (laughs) asked whether or not I had gone into this intensive care place because of the dog food, I said no, I'd stopped. (laughs) I should have proofread this. (laughs) I stopped to eat some of this dog food and I got ran over. Well, I thought the person behind this lady was going to have a heart attack. He was laughing so hard at my story. Anyway, to cut cut a long story short, this supermarket won't let me shop there anymore. They have all the time in the world to think of crazy things to say. Okay, first of all, I, I don't see. want to personally attack this person, but I'm going to. First of all, doing that in the first place is just insensitive and dumb oh. and not funny. But the fact that they've then gone online and been like, guys, look how funny I am. Mad flex. I got so many laughs. Whoever that person is, don't be them. I don't know what they're thinking, honestly. I just I tried to bring oh. up Carl's community news in an upbeat kind of way, and that's the best the community can serve up this week. A I poor think you gag. Can do much better. Very poor. Really, gag. really poor gag. We all know that cat food's skinnier for you anyway, better for you. <laughs> Real fish. Hey Bianco. Yes. I'm amazed we haven't brought this up already this morning. <laughs> but when I woke up this morning, yep. getting ready for the show, you know, mm. doing my pre-show prep, my cardio, my coffees, yeah, of course, everything. Always. Um, I saw a message from you. In regards to a certain friend that you woke up with this morning. Yes, I didn't really intend on having this friend with me. When I woke up, but I woke up with a friend. Yeah, it was a huge spider. and Incy wincy. And it's just the perfect segue into it's something that I saw. Incy wincy. I don't know. Incy vitsy. That's it. Spider. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought that was revenge for a certain spider bomb that I had to deal with a couple of weeks ago as a result of you and your yes. cursing. Like. See, but unlike you, I always have my thong on the side of my bed. Excuse me? I have a thong on the side of my bed. 
a thong. So hey, what you do in your private time, I don't want to know about. But I've, anyway. I've ticked off the tinted moisturizer. Now I've ticked off the thong. What's your favorite brand? I don't Victoria's know what brand Secret? this one is. I just... <laughs> now, now. I'm talking about a pair of thongs. I have one of them just by the side of my bed in the event that I do come across a spider close Okay, by. that's weird. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's another one somewhere, but it just happened to be a lazy one there. Moving right along. I... We've both been victims of spiders recently. And I blame you for this spider encounter. Yeah, well, I'm just so glad that the story I'm about to tell didn't happen to either of us because it hits very close to home. Well, hang on a second. It's five minutes past six this morning. I turned my side lamp on and boom! Sadly, yeah, the spider was there. But at least you saw a spider and you didn't feel but a Kapow, spider. I am talking, right? There is my pillows. There is the <sighs> wall. I'm so sorry for keeping you up. Have you got some other place you would rather be right now? No, I'm just saying that spider was tiny in comparison to the one that dropped on me and the one that I'm about to tell you. I'm convinced this spider, whilst it might have been tiny, was a funnel web. And I have no idea how they're getting across the border. There is no way that was a funnel web. Well, but then anyway, it was Harry the Huntsman's younger brother. Well, Sammy speaking the of Huntsman's, okay. Okay. Now we are doing a radio show at the moment, believe we it or are. not, and we have headphones on. We do. A guy who also wears headphones, and I'm not talking earphones, I'm talking headphones, the ones that sit over your head with padded things on your head. I'm going to a happy place, thinking of Dr. Doctor. He is wearing headphones around. What were they? Headphones? Headphones. And all of a sudden, this guy feels a tickle in his ear, and he thinks he's going crazy. He's like, I've lost it. It's Friday afternoon, you know. I'm just, it's just that Friday feeling He's that's just niggling away us. at my ear. Probably listening to us. Um, no, there was a massive huntsman in his left ear. Oh, Harry, you know better than that. Can you imagine if that happened to us? If it happened in this studio, this studio would not exist anymore, I'm telling you. And now, like all morning since I've read this story, I've put my headphones on and every time all I've thought about is this spider. No. Like, even if it was a little spider, I wouldn't like it, but huntsmen's are just so scary. So, I'm really thinking of this guy. Can we dedicate today's show to this guy? No. Because, my goodness, that was just horrifying. If anything, you should dedicate it to me and be grateful that I made it here in one piece, having woken up with a spider. I didn't yelp. I just looked at it, had a laugh, took a photo of it, and sent it to you guys. And, and then it hit like, it with a thong. Pretty much. That's really bad, you know. Spiders, now, if we're going to get really philosophical for a second, spiders are actually a form of energy, I've heard. Particularly for women, if you see a lot of spiders around, it typically means that you're, like, growing. So, obviously, your feminine energy is just oh, attracting all the spiders. Fair enough. I just thought that you must search the web a lot. Kapow, I'm a little worried at the moment. Oh, dear. My social media is trying to tell me something, I think. Okay. There's one particular social media site. It involves taking photos a lot, you know, sharing stories. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm getting a little bit choked up here. <laughs> I. Anyway. Yep. I. There's a feature where it's like. Wait, are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? What? The update? No, no, there's no updates that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I look. And I see women that are trying to, like, flirt with me indirectly. Okay, so that kind of is a different thing. So, they're not flirting with you. No, 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 no. But I don't know why, but Instagram... Oh, I've just revealed... It's the thong. (laughs) 
I, I was planning not to reveal what social media site it was, but I've just done it. I've lost the plot. I'm sorry. Anyway, Instagram, which I do, <laughs> I do use every now and then, like every other social media site. Yes. They have this feature called a reel. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Is it meant to be Instagram's answer for TikTok? It is, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, I'm seeing a lot of dancing from attractive women, and I don't understand why, in my Discover section, I keep getting flirtatious women looking... Like, I'm not searching for these kinds of things on the gram, for the record. I'm not one of those people that does that. If you do that, fair enough. That's what you do in your own time. But, for whatever reason, like, it's... They will look like it'll appear. It'll be the top thing, and it'll be like a woman winking at me and dancing or something like that. And I'm like, I am single, okay, but I am not looking at these or aiming to look at these kind of things online. You're not that single, no. Yeah, see, I'm having the opposite effect at the moment. Where I sometimes, Bianca, I don't know if you can like attest to this as well, is the fact that. Sometimes on social media, someone will post something and you could be like a friend of theirs. Yeah. And you have no idea who it is for ages. I don't know. It must just be me, but I've got the memory of a sieve. So I seriously will forget things. Mm. And I'll look at someone and be like, who is that? On this app at the moment, they've updated it. So now if say not a lot of people have posted in a while, they start showing me people that I should be following instead. Have you got this? See, the most disappointing thing about social media in general these days is people you want to hear from, you never hear from. You hear from the opposites. You hear from me? You lucky thing. Yeah, I'm so lucky. (laughs) Really, really grateful. But yeah, on this app note now, they're just showing me people that I don't even follow. But I'm just really... It's more confusing than ever. I I have no idea how they sort of regulate these things, but I get a lot of ex married at first sight and all these kind of people pop up in my feed. And I'm kind of like, look, I respect the fact that you, you know... You went on these shows and all of a sudden you've got these followings, but I don't really care. No. I'm sorry to say, but I feel like I can see better things in my gram than that. I don't, I, again, I don't know who regulates these things, but I'm not one of those people that actively searches all these people, so I don't know why I'm getting these. See, I don't even look at that page because it just gets it so wrong. I just I, I look at it occasionally out of curiosity because sometimes they have genuine people that you might have once followed yep. on there popping up and it, it looks and, and you're like oh that's you know whoever who plays football now that I used to go to school with or such you know whatever yeah anyway. no hate appreciate only but at the same time I'm a little concerned that I'm getting fed stuff that I don't want to be fed in my feed fair enough you know what I mean I'm sure I'm not the only one oh four oh four triple zero seven three six have you found yourself in a similar situation? Are you getting, like, I'd say almost pornographic material? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, oh. It's a social dilemma, guys. I don't want to see that. I don't want to hear about Please, it. Please, if I really wanted to, anyway. Keep your reels to yourself, thanks, man. It wouldn't be a Monday morning without me failing spectacularly at something. What now? <sighs> I made a critical error. So after the show on Monday, I have a pair of sunglasses that I love. Like I've got a couple of pairs which are backups, but this one pair, I never buy expensive glasses for this reason. Yeah. Because one day I will just look at a pair and the arm will just fall off. And that's exactly what happened to me on Monday. So I had to replace my sunnies. And obviously back on that Monday, retailers, we weren't sure when retail was going to reopen. So I couldn't go in and try sunnies on, mm. you know, IRL in store to have a look and see what they looked like. So anyway, took a big risk, uh, and I bought a pair of sunnies that I thought looked very similar 
to the ones that I used to have, which, you know, are normally medium coverage. I don't go the really over-the-top big ones, but I like to have, you know, most of my face covered. And anyway, so I bought two pairs and I'm so grateful I did because the first pair are great, exactly what I wanted. Yep. Second pair, in the photo, they look like a normal size. Yeah. I bought the festival glasses, you know, the little tiny ones that sit on the end of your nose. <laughs> And so anyway, I literally texted producer Jack because I wanted to talk about this on Friday. And I was like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad do these look? And I think he did a voice memo saying they are atrocious. Do not go out in public in them. And I totally forgot to bring them today. But I just want to know, what are the things you should just not buy online? Because sunglasses, my friends, is clearly one of them. Obviously, I'm going to try and embrace this look because it's very 90s. Like, I look like a Spice Girl, but like... The knockoff version. Is it Spice Girl or is it more like, oh, would you look at that? I've bought myself a new pair of glasses. Oh, they are so fancy. Would you look at that? Hey, Jack, have a look at my glasses. I'm expecting every time I show up here now that this music plays. When I pull up in my car every Monday and Friday. But yeah, it's just, I just cannot make them look good. I'm not a quitter and I will refuse to give up on them. Like, I am going to make them work. But they're just... Oh. And you know the second, like, you see something arrive in the mail? Yeah. And it's expectation versus reality and there's just that pain in you. You're just like, oh, gosh, here we go. I am so glad you are not a quitter, though. I'm not a quitter. I'm going to try. I'm going to... Actually, we should do a thing until I figure out how to wear these appropriately Every Monday, every Friday, we're going to post how I've styled said glasses until I can make them work. And it's I've, going to take years. I've got to remember on a Monday morning, instead of doing our weekend rap music from now on, I have to introduce you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mademoiselle Catherine Powell has entered the room with her short glasses. Yeah, and I'll have my feather boa on. Jack will give me an espresso martini. Well, it's a bit early for that. It's coffee. I suppose. Whatever, you know, helps you wake up and get up and about. But, oh, it's so bad. I just I just don't know. I don't condone drinking alcohol at 7 o'clock in the morning. Just no. Record. Probably but, if not you have, if, but if you buy bad sunglasses, like, it's justifiable. Look, I've got some live feedback from the actual place you bought those sunglasses <laughs> from, Kapow. Yep. Just having a look at the ones that you weren't a fan of. Computer says no. This was tough for me to do, but... I boycotted something that I'd been using a fair bit recently. Is that right? I decided to boycott it because I was disappointed with their customer service line and their response to me. I was accused of fraudulent activities. And as a result, I've taken a stand against this said company and am not using them anymore. We're talking about a food delivery service that Bianco may or may not have been kicked off of. I got an email to my inbox a few weeks back saying, Hi, we have suspended your account due to suspicious activity. We think you've requested too many refunds for blah, 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 blah. I looked at that and then I was like... No. No. That's not on. I am very good with my food delivery, generally speaking. And I've, uh... I've used this carrier for a long time. And they are very notable, very well known for what they deliver. Anyway, I made an executive decision to try another one. Because there are a few out there in the market when you want food delivered. Get rid of that negativity. I tried another one and I realized that the food was a lot hotter and that more pride was taken in the delivery. So, as a result of this, I no longer use the more prominent of the two, or many, and I've decided to hop to another one and I'm not looking back. Good for you. But I want to know, 
when you've boycotted something and it's turned out to be a lot better than you thought. Ooh. Because I'm sure you've just said, no, nah, I'm not going to use this product anymore. I'm going to use this other tinted moisturizer and it's worked better for you. Hey, look. Your complexion. No one likes to say take care buy more than I do. And yeah, there are many occasions. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I have been having a bit of a change up in my skincare routine lately. Oh, you have. That's good. And I regretted it immediately and then had to grovel back to my old one. But yeah, there's so many situations. But isn't it at the time when it actually works out, which can I just say on my experience only... It, te- it typically does backfire for me, mm. so I'm glad that it actually worked for you. But when it does actually work and you're like, you know what, I'm better off for this, having cut ties with whatever it was, whoever it was, and then moved on, it's amazing. It is. It's so good. So good for you. Love to know, though, 0404 736 have you cut ties with something and enjoyed something else and it's been a lot better for you or, you know, just boycotted something in general? Oh, see, I'm relieved. I thought you were going to say that you've moved on to another co-host. I was going to say, Damn. No, I just want Courtney back. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.